Welcome to episode four of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. I'm Matt Satilli. I am joined alongside by my co-host, Owen Shadrick. Owen, pleasure to see you. How you doing, man? Pleasure to see you too, Matt. This was a great interview and all the other ones have been great so far and I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, we got Danny Crossan of the Westfield Starfires coming on our podcast today. We got a great interview with him. Uh, I worked for Westfield last year in the booth, and uh, Danny was awesome. You were at the game where he played all nine positions. We'll get into that. He kind of walks us through how that went, but um, he was a great interview, and uh, it was an awesome experience last summer, so excited to have the first Starfire on the podcast. So let's get right into it. We now present our interview with Danny Crossan. We now welcome on a very special guest. He's a 2019 FCBL All-Star, and he was named second team All-FCBL. It is Danny Crossan from the Westfield Starfires. Danny, welcome on, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So how have you been dealing with quarantine? What's your setup like uh, if you're at home in Massachusetts? And how have you been staying in baseball shape for the last couple months? Yeah, so I'm home on the Cape. I've been lucky enough. I've been able to set up like a home gym in my garage where I'm able to basically get everything I need done, stay in shape. I was able to set up a batting cage in my backyard. So basically hitting, lifting every day, just trying to stay in shape, trying to get ready for the summer. What are your, what are your home workouts like? Are you able to replicate a lot of what you're able to do at the Northeastern gym or how has that adjustment period looked like? Uh, so it's been tough, especially in the beginning, just trying to, get used to everything but still been able to get a lot of deadlifting benching in a lot of stuff that we have been doing at school so started to figure that out have you been on the cape throughout this entire quarantine process and how how has that been because i know it's been a little crazy on the cape especially lately with everybody kind of coming back and phase one opening up yeah so i've been here ever since we got our school shut down and once we had to go home uh it's been pretty easy so far it hasn't been nearly as busy as it normally would but still got a few restaurants open stuff still opening up as the beaches start to so it'll start to get a little more busy but it's been pretty easy so far have you developed any new skills or hobbies since you began quarantine besides baseball uh i don't know about many new skills but i've been doing a lot of like yard work construction just some home renovation stuff to get the house looking best it can any cool projects going on? Uh, not so much in my house, but I'm building like a little patio fire pit at one of my friends' house, so it's a lot of fun. Very nice. Uh, so to talk about your season at Northeastern, what is it like playing there for that program? And in spite of a shortened season, how did it feel at that point? You guys were starting to hit the heart of your schedule. Take us through how you found out and just what that program means to you. Yeah, so that program means a ton to me. Every single guy in there is from, for the most part, we're from New England or the Northeast. And so it's a really hard-nosed, like, blue-collar team. We know we might not be the most skilled on any, on any given day, but we're always going to go out there and work harder than everybody. And for us this season, we had a really talented, hard-working team. We had a really good feeling that something special was going to happen. And, like, right before our season got canceled, we just started hitting our stride. We had won, like, eight of our last ten games. Just took a series against FAU, so everything was looking really good. We were extremely confident that we were going to come out with the CAA championship this year. 
but unfortunately weren't able to. So we had just finished a midweek game against Hartford when we had just seen a bunch of leagues canceling or suspending. So we got suspended originally. And then the next day, our coach brought us into as a team, sat us down, just told us season's going to be done. Hopefully our seniors would be get be able to get like another year of eligibility, especially. But that was probably the hardest day I've experienced at school. Just seeing our seniors, seeing everybody come over with emotion. It's just an extremely hard day for everybody. I can imagine. We talked to Sean Lawler and he said that because Flagler College didn't offer a graduate program that he was going to be transferring to the University of Maine to continue his education there. Have you talked to any of the seniors and does Northeastern, I know they have the five-year co-op program, but does it sound like in terms of eligibility, most of them will be good to go to return next year? Yeah, so it sounds like every one of our seniors who wants to return will be able to, especially with the five-year program. So guys were in their fourth year of baseball, but they still had another year of school. So that makes it extremely easy for everybody at our school to come back. And from the most part, it sounds like we're going to have the same team we had last year plus some new incoming guys. Yeah, that'll be great to, like you said, have that unit back and hopefully have a little added motivation in the tank. Yes, definitely. So at Northeastern, you guys have a pretty special opportunity. You get to travel to JetBlue Park and play the Red Sox. What was that experience like going down there and playing, obviously, this professional team during spring training? Yeah, so that's probably one of the coolest things we get to do. My freshman year, just going down there, Getting to take BP, trying to put it over the monster. That's one of the most fun days for everybody in our program. Just like go out there, be on the same field with some of the guys that we've grown up watching. Or like after my freshman year, I had one at bat against Josh Taylor. And then I went to a Red Sox game later in the year and he was out there pitching for them. So just have an opportunity to do that. It's once in a lifetime. It's unbelievable. Did you end up hitting one over the monster? In BP, I did. Not this past year, but freshman year. This past year, the wind was blowing in. Uh, Did you guys get any exclusive look at facilities or have a chance to take a tour of the locker room, weight room, et cetera? Uh, We didn't get to do that. We basically get in there. They give us a locker room. We just get dressed and go out and try to experience the field for the most part before taking BP. No, that's tremendous. Like, that is a certainly a unique opportunity that not a lot of other schools get the chance to do. And at Northeastern, you guys have a program called 19 Ways, uh, started by former assistant coach Pete Hughes, where you guys are kind of called upon to make an impact in your local communities in those 19 ways. What was your involvement in that program, and what does it mean to you that Northeastern prioritizes giving back to the community? Yeah, so basically everybody on our team tries to participate in as many 19 ways opportunities as we can. So my freshman year, I did about five of them, like serving food to veterans. Every year we do a 5k race for Liam. He's our team impact member. So we do a lot of stuff with him, but our community opportunities will range from fundraisers. Our strength and conditioning coach does a bench for a cause. So some of us volunteer for that. But it's really awesome just to be able to go out into the community. Everybody loves us when they see us there. So it's just a lot of fun to be able to go out and bring some joy to a lot of people. I'm sure. And now transitioning into your role with the Westfield Starfires. You're going to be returning there this summer for their second ever season. 
what went into your decision to return to them? And can you walk us through whether you reached out to them, they reached out to you, and why you're deciding to come back for a second season? Yeah, so at the end of last season, I had talked to them and said, I'm kind of going to see what happens this season, see what I can get, and see what options come up. But with the season coming up and getting cut really short, I knew that I needed somewhere to play, and I had a great time in Westfield. So after a couple weeks of being home, letting everything play out a little bit, I reached back out to Evan Morehouse, who then was able to put me in touch with Hunter Golden, the new GM. And from there, it all just fell into place. So you mentioned Hunter Golden, and you guys are bringing him in as the director of player personnel, a role that was not active with the team last year. And he's got an awesome track record with both summer collegiate leagues and programs across the country. Uh, what was that conversation like with him? And what skill set do you think he's going to bring to the team this year? Yeah, so right after he reached out to me, we had a nice phone call where he basically laid out what he had done, what he had done with the Valley Blue Sox. And just hearing from his experience got me really excited. And then he started listing off a couple players that we've got coming in just talking about how we got guys from all over who have done really well in either summer leagues or at school. Told me Chase Jeter's coming back, so that's awesome. But I can just tell he knows what he's doing for summer baseball, especially bringing in guys. And his record in, with the Valley Blue Sox was really good, so should have a really competitive team this year. You just mentioned Chase Jeter, and you guys are both returning to the FCBL uh, and are likely going to mentor the new guys that come in, how do you, how do you plan on doing that? What will your approach be to teaching the ways of the FCBL to these new guys that are coming in? Basically, it'll just be like explaining what I went through last year. So for me, coming to Westfield, it was a little strange. I was a freshman and never played college summer baseball before. But our fans there brought us all in, took us in. And just like being able to go to all these different fields where these huge crowds are, it's a lot of fun, but it's also kind of nerve-wracking for some of these younger guys. Like for me, playing in front of a sold-out crowd at Worcester was nerve-wracking. So basically just tell them what I went through and try to bring them along like that. So, Danny, continuing on last season, you played in 50 games. You had 51 hits, 36 runs scored, two home runs, 20 RBIs. You were named to the second team All-FCBL, and you were a 2019 All-Star. What was it like to win those awards and how did you view your play last season? So I felt really good about the way I played last year. Coming off my freshman year, I didn't play a whole lot at school. So I was just looking forward to getting some at-bats, trying to get some experience at the collegiate level, especially so that going into the fall back at school, I'd be prepared. I went in just trying to play my best, never expecting to be an all-star or any of that. But I just wanted to go in and play every day as well as I could and see what happens. For me, it was a little different of an experience because I haven't batted lead off since like Little League. So I had a whole different approach. I just wanted to jump on a first pitch fastball, try to make an impact right off the bat. And it worked out a lot for me. So to be able to be a FCBL All-Star was unbelievable. And to be named second team all CBL was unbelievable. Even though I was not expecting it to be at shortstop, but it's a lot of fun. What did you take more enjoyment out of playing shortstop or center field? Because I know a lot of the times you were playing in the outfield last season. Uh, I'd have to say center field, basically since that was where I played almost every game. 
But coming into school as a freshman, I was primarily an infielder, started transitioning to the outfield. So being able to get a lot of reps out there was really helpful. Before we get back to our interview with Danny Crossan, we wanted to share a message from one of our sponsors, ChangeUp. We're excited to announce a brand new partnership this season with ChangeUp, a cutting edge player-centric pitch tracking solution promoting health and safety, allowing coaches to capture and analyze a proprietary set of performance analytics and helping pitchers maximize their potentials. Coming to baseball programs around the world this year, ChangeUp eliminates the administrative overhead associated with adhering to pitch count regulations, allowing coaches to focus on baseball. Coaches and parents at all levels, Little League, AAU, high school, and the collegiate level take notice. ChangeUp is the clear choice to ensure your pitchers aren't being thrown too much or too often and are getting proper rest. Together, we can make this great game even better by protecting arms and ensuring compliance with pitching guidelines. For more information, visit ChangeUp's website, www.changeup.io. That's www.change-up.io. ChangeUp. Every pitch counts. We now return to our interview with Danny Crossan. Danny, last season you guys in Westfield kind of struggled a little bit, but obviously you mentioned you were returning a couple guys. How do you guys take the next step and get to that next level? Yeah, so I think last year, just being a new organization, everybody was trying to figure out how to put together the best roster, best lineups every day. But this year I feel like we're going to have a really good team with great management that we'll be able to put together that lineup each day, get everybody experience. And to be able to like rotate guys around, just keep guys fresh will help us take that next step. And honestly, just after having a year of experience there, I think we'll be able to have a very successful season. Yeah, I was in the booth at Westfield last season. They had a chance to give me an opportunity to work for the FCBL. So just wanted to shout out Donnie Morehouse and Chris Thompson and Evan Morehouse. If they're listening, it was an awesome experience last year and wishing you guys the best of luck this summer. We'll hope to see a lot of Starfires baseball. Danny, on July 31st last season, you played all nine positions. That's pretty impressive. What went into that decision and how fun was it? And what was the favorite position that you played that day? Yeah, so going into that, it kind of started out as a little bit of a joke. I was at our hitting facility one day, just getting some extra work in. And I was kind of joking around with Coach Sandello. I was like, so coach, when are you going to let me play all nine positions in one game? Expecting him just to like laugh and joke back with me. But all of a sudden he was like, let's do it. So a few days later, we had our last home game coming up, our last nine inning home game. I was like, so is this one we're going to do it? And Next thing I know, he has every position for every inning plotted out. From the first inning to the ninth inning, I had a plan. Everybody else had a plan to move around. So that's something that I'd always dreamed about doing since I was a little kid. I've always played infield, outfield, catcher, done it all. So to be able to do it all in one game was just unbelievable. And it was a lot of fun. Guys on North Shore were joking around with me when I was moving around. And I have a few friends on that team, so just to be able to experience that with them was awesome. I have to say my favorite position during that game is probably pitching at the end. Just I haven't – I pitched a little bit in high school in summer ball before getting to school, but since then I hadn't really pitched. So just getting out on the mound, just having some fun was probably the most exciting part of it. Yeah, I remember I, was, I attended that game and following you around was, it was quite the adventure from yeah. going – trying to get the different camera angles. But you mentioned pitching at the end. If I remember correctly, your line was pretty good at the end of that game. Yeah, it was all right. 
thought I missed a call early in the game or early in the inning that could have got me a strikeout, but who knows. Were the signals you were getting from the catcher similar to what a pitcher would face, or did you guys simplify a little bit, or did they just let you throw whatever pitch you wanted? How did that look like? Uh, so I was, getting, I was getting signs from the catcher, but they were pretty simple, just giving me a pitch and a location. But I had caught a couple games earlier in the year, so I have a sense of what we were trying to do. So every now and then, if somebody was in second, we'd switch up signs. But for the most part, it was pretty simple, just pitch and location. And how many pitches do you have in your arsenal? You mentioned pitching in high school. Uh, so it's mostly fastball, curveball, a little bit of changeup from over the top, and then try to drop it down underneath for, with a little fastball. In high school, I had a slider down there, but kind of lost that sense. <laughs> Did you have any pitch that you threw in that inning that had a little bit of cheese on it or broke in the direction you want? You're like, all right, I still got this. I had one curveball on the first batter that I just thought was really good. It broke right from him. I thought it got the zone, but I guess it just missed. But. That's awesome. That had to be an incredible feeling. And you mentioned the Westfield fans welcoming you guys with open arms and helping to launch an expansion franchise in the FCBL, just an incredible experience for you last year. What kind of message would you send to them? Uh, we obviously don't know if we're going to be playing with fans this summer, but what do you want to let them know and just inform them about what they can expect this summer? For the most part, I just want to say thanks for coming out and like supporting us, especially in a tough season last year. No, we didn't have a we didn't have a ton of great games at home, but we did have some Billy Bones magic. So thanks for coming out and supporting. But next summer, if you guys can come out, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great team, some great competition, probably some of the best college baseball in the country. So just come out and enjoy. Love to see you there. And the Billy Bullens magic. Can you walk us through that first home win, that walk off come from behind victory in the ninth inning? That was that was incredibly special. Yeah, that was awesome. So just for the most part, every single guy from our from one to nine, everybody on the bench was contributing to that game. It was just unbelievable to finally get that win and to do it in walk-off fashion. It's just something really special. So we're now going to move on to our final segment of this interview. It is called Quick Hits, and it is presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative designs since 1993. So Danny, this interview has been awesome so far. And at this point, we want to ask a couple more questions just for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to throw a couple your way. Who was your favorite teammate to play with in the FCBL with Westfield last summer? That's a tough question. I really enjoyed playing with all of our guys, but to be able to play with Dolan O'Castle, who I went to high school with, was just unbelievable to finally be back on the field together but guys like Andrew Salima, Elijah Dale, Thomas Joyce it was just a ton of fun to play with guys from all over and just to be able to like go out and compete with those guys at school and then to come and play with them on the same team is just a unique experience. Now have you gotten a chance to play against any of those guys in the spring? I know you guys play the likes of Hartford and Holy Cross, some small New England schools, but did you get a chance to lace it up on the diamond against any of your Starfires teammates this year? Yeah, so we got to play against Hartford in our very last game before the season got canceled. So to be able to see Kellogg, Bryce Walker, and Copo out there, it was a lot of fun to be able to see them before the game and then just 
go out there and play against them after playing with them. Fortunately, we didn't get to play Holy Cross. We were supposed to right after the season got canceled, but. Yeah. Did you guys get a chance to play any home games at Northeastern? Our last game against Hartford was our only home game. Gotcha. And also in terms of Westfield, do you guys still stay active in the group chat or how often do you stay in communication with those guys? Yeah. So I reach out and we talk to each other a good amount. Every now and then somebody will say something in our group chat. Everybody will start talking again for a couple of days. So we stay in touch with a lot of those guys. And what was your favorite opposing ballpark to play at in the league? I'd have to say probably Worcester or Brockton. Just when those stadiums fill up, it's awesome. I'm sure. What is your walk-up song? We're going to touch on this a little bit, the trend that you guys had going last season. But if you can kind of talk us through what happened at Westfield with everyone going with either a Nickelodeon or a cartoon show theme song, and what do you think you have in store for this summer? Yeah, so last year, or last summer for the most part, I used I Love This Life by Lil Cash. But then we were trying to figure out a walk-up song for Andrew Salima, who didn't know what he wanted to do, was trying to figure it out. And then I asked him if I could pick his walk-up song. And he said, okay. So I picked the theme song from Zoe 101. And that just started snowballing. Everybody started changing for a couple games to like Nickelodeon or Disney songs. I ended up doing Danny Phantom for a couple of games. So that was just a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you guys kept me busy up there. There would be times where Angela would run up in between innings and be like, hey, if I get a hit, play this. And if not, go with something else, get me back in the group. But no, that was, that was awesome. And then at Northeastern, what was your walk-up song there? Uh, so my freshman year, I was going to do Love the City, but I didn't have any at-bats in our home games. But this year I was going to do I Love This Life. I used it last summer. It just kind of caught on. I felt good using it, so I was just going to keep rolling with that. So a follow-up to the I Love My City. That also happened to be Mookie Betts' walk-up song. Yep. Is there any correlation there? That's where I first heard it. I was at a Red Sox game. I heard that, and I was like, I'm playing in Boston. I love this city. I might as well use it. I was doing research before, and I saw that, and it's been in my head for the last three days. So I credit, yeah. I credit you with putting that song <laughs> back in my, in my repertoire. Couple, uh, couple awesome Boston area outfielders there. Well, one former Boston outfielder, but we won't go there. Uh, who's your favorite big leagues team? Favorite team is definitely the Boston Red Sox. Let's go. 100%. So uh, we, our first two guests, uh, Angelo and Sean, were both Yankees fans, and now Nick and yourself are both Red Sox fans. So everyone's yeah. covered one of those bases so far. Yeah, born and raised Boston sports. So. Love it. Love it. Who's your favorite player? Uh, my favorite players to watch are definitely Christian Yelich or Xander Bogarts. Just the way those guys play the game is just unbelievable. Yeah, you and Sean Lala are both said Yelich, and he's obviously had a, such a good past couple seasons. Do you try and model your game after him? I try to model it a little bit after how he plays. He's always going up there to, at bat trying to do damage, but also just get the job done. And then in the outfield, he just tries to be as solid as possible make every out possible, so try a little bit. Continuing with the quick hits here, do you have any baseball nicknames that you've been given over the years? Uh, not really. I usually am just called by my last name. It's usually just a lot of crossing or cross or stuff like that. So I wanted to give you a little backstory. While we were planning this interview, 
me and Matt came up with a nice FCBL nickname for you. Are you ready for this one? All right. The nine position mission. Okay. <laughs> I like that. It's got a little ring to it. Now you've got a baseball nickname, courtesy of the Back to the Futures podcast. There we go. We'll have to put in a memo to Seth Dusalt uh, for player introductions to get that one out there. <laughs> Any superstitions that you like to do before at-bats or before you hit the field? I'm not really superstitious during games, but, like, I don't really have any pregame rituals. Like, most I'd say I have is, like, I always take my left wrist before my right wrist before the game. If I'm struggling, I might switch out bats or batting gloves, just change it up a little bit. Last summer, it was just, like, kind of messing around with stuff. So, if I was going on, like, a slump or something, I would change up. I'd go wrist tape or arm sleeve. If I didn't have a good at-bat, I might change it up mid-game. So, who knows? Were there any guys on the team that were extra superstitious or any crazy, weird routines you would see? Um, Angelo DeCunto had a few. Like, he'd have somebody in the dugout hold his batting gloves if he needed, if he needed a little extra luck. So, that's probably the craziest one I saw. Were you ever the designated glove holder? I wasn't. I never had to do that. What about a favorite post-game meal that you had throughout your – either your Northeastern experience or your FCBL experience? Um, so, in the Futures League, I'd say the best post-game meals we got were either from North Shore or Nashua. They just always had solid options. But on the road at school, we love Chick-fil-A, little Chipotle action. So, we always have pretty good food options for that. Any specific meal that North Shore or any of those other teams gave you in the FCBL that you enjoyed? Um, I don't know. North, or Nashua always had, like, burgers, hot dogs, sometimes chicken fingers, stuff like that. So good baseball, ballpark food. Definitely. And what about preference of play? Do you like day games or do you prefer night games? I'd have to go with night games. Just, just makes it a little more – exciting packed crowd lights on you just feel like you're playing at the top of your level and finally bubble gum or sunflower seeds for the most part sunflower seeds but every now and then i'll just throw on a few pieces of double bubble if i'm feeling it what brand and flavor of sunflower seeds is your favorite i'm just an original sunflower guy so no special flavor nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing wrong with that so if anyone's got any sunflower flavors to recommend to Danny to maybe toss it and try out, send him his way, or go with the original, whatever works. Dill, pick, yeah. dill pickle. Don't sleep on the dill pickle sunflower seeds. I'm telling you. Right. Give it a try. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been awesome. Best of luck with everything, and we really hope to see you on the diamond at Billy Bullens this summer. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Danny. This has been episode four of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the FCBL. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday leading up to the start of the 2020 season. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're streaming on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see everyone soon.